18 back together for round five action at the AFL. Paddy is out. Hummer is back. Gentlemen, it was a good show last week. I was, I, you Paddy know, did well, didn't should he? Should anything ever happen to me, I think he'd be a nice... Uh, he would be. He would be. And he handled the answers about... Um, the April Fool's Day joke that you guys ran pretty well too. He, he was a little bit sheepish about the results. <laughs> look, how, how did you think your April Fool's Day joke went? Uh, look, we didn't get to speak to you about it last. Didn't week. get the traction it, you wanted. It probably didn't get the traction we wanted. It, it, it was it got diluted because of you know a, a, a number of reasons. Okay. Um, well, but you know what reasons? we had some fun. Well, we, well, we, had, we had to change the jumper so significantly that there was no IP issue. So. Oh. It all that came into play. It just so unraveled on you, didn't it? It probably didn't get the traction, <laughs> but you know what? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, and that's the that's oh, the. Thanks, um, Very thankfully, good. we get the license yeah. to drive here. It's that's that good. Michael yeah, Jackson and Michael Jordan. No, Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. Yeah, yeah he was the one that said yeah. that. Uh, hey, Jordan big, said it too. Big week of footy. Now, have we got a new favourite in the? I dogs? think so. I think they're the real deal. The Western Bulldogs, you come into the season and people always want to question their forward line in the past. You know, can they score enough and the defence? Well, Alex Keith's rock solid down back now and a couple of the changes. Dale going back, he's been really good. Bailey Williams going back. The back line looks rock solid, but it's the forward line, Nate, isn't it? I mean, mm. Bruce is fit and playing well. Aaron Norton's going to be a genuine star. His hands are like vices. English. But it's Timmy English. With Steph Martin coming, English is added to that forward line and we know how good their midfield is. Do you think they're – I think they're So we know that they can run and carry. We know how good they are. But on the weekend, 81 tackles. I haven't seen the Bulldogs that brutal in the midfield. And they taught the Brisbane Lions a lesson around the footy, not only how to get it, but also – tackling and um, we did a thing on the Sunday footy show and they retweeted something that I said the dogs are the genuine deal this year yeah. um, and there was I reckon there was 20 comments saying they haven't played anybody yet well they, they have played, played West, West Coast yeah. who are going to be at the pointy end um, and they have also played Brisbane who played in the prelim last year yeah they've probably dropped off early but I still think Brisbane will play finals so I think they're going pretty well, the Dogs. They've played two of the top six last year, yeah. so you can only beat who's in front of you. But the way that they're playing, and they're not just winning, they're actually they're dominating games. So I think they are. $6 shot for the Premiership, Port Adelaide and Richmond. The only sides ahead at five fifty and $5 respectively. Yeah, other end of the spectrum, Collingwood, $34. <laughs> we knew with the off-season that perhaps it wasn't going to be the, the easiest of years, but... Are they in real strife? I don't – this is the – now, you know I'm on big calls and we've got a few coming up Ooh. later on. I don't like making big calls early in the season. But so, make one. so I think just reserve things on Collingwood a little bit for now. Yeah, they've had big issues over the summer. There's one thing I think over the years, if you, your whole club's not in line – there's going to be trouble once you get out on the field. And obviously we know they've had some issues off the track and Eddie Maguire leaving and just a few things bubbling around behind the scenes. So the whole club isn't in line and that normally transpires to out onto the ground. So they've got a few issues, but, I mean, people are already calling for Buckley's head, Nathan, which is rubbish. Everybody loves a coach sacking, don't they, in the media? Yep. I just don't they get like, it. Nathan they Buckley, they hunt for they one. Hunt Nathan for Buckley one. is a good a person in football as you'll meet. And the, the problems at Collingwood, obviously he is the coach and he's the figurehead, but they don't exactly start with him. When your list manager or your football manager comes to you at the, start, at the end of last year and said, we've actually got to slash about a million and a half out of our total play payments because we're going to be over. We need to fit in Darcy Moore. We need to fit in Jordan Dugowie. So here's a list of players. These are the ones that we can move on. These are the ones we need to move on. And by the way, one of those players, if it's Adam Trelaw, we're probably going to pay 600 grand of his money. So mm. we actually can't get anyone in for it. So you're going to lose three of your midfielders and then you're not going to be able to get anyone in to replace them. So, and Nathan Buckley's sitting there He's going, got his well, hands tied. What can he I do? need depth. 
And then people start writing articles. Robbo wrote an article, and big fan of Johnny Ralph. I like Johnny Ralph's articles, yeah. but he wrote an article. Was a little cover off before. You it was start. a little cover off, <laughs> Ralphie. It was a cover off <laughs> because, uh, but an article, a six point plan that uh, the Bucks needs to do now. Get more well, give bang. Us a six point. Get more bang from Brody Grundy's Bucks. Like, yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> like, I, obviously he'd love Brody Grundy to be playing the way he played in 2018, but at the moment he's not. Bucks doesn't have a, a wind-up thing on the back of Brody to say, go out and play better. That's up to Brody Grundy. That's just a form issue. Try Darcy Moore up forward. Like, he is the best defender in yeah. the competition. They have one spot that he's actually working for them, and he is absolutely telling everybody that comes through, why would you take the best player in the history of Collingwood's probably defence out of there? So the point here would be, you're right, you've probably got the best defender in the game at the moment, <laughs> right? So you take the best defender in the game at the moment to put him up for. He's not going to be the best forward in the game. No. I just don't think he is. It's not going to be the difference. So let him be the best defender. Give Kelly a decent crack. Kelly's had a lot of injuries. He can't get out there at the moment. Dugowie must slim down. Now, um, I think he looks slimmer than what he did yeah. last year. So he had a he big had a pre-season. Pop, he had, he had one good year. game. He's been down, as have a lot of players. Be straight with supporters. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, and back in the kids. Well, that's an easy thing to say, but if, unless the but, kids are up to it, I mean, you're going to get beaten by 80, is, 100 points. If you put all kids in, like they're suggesting, you're losing then by 80, 100 points, and it starts to really eat away at the fibre of the football. Like I said, I'm a massive Johnny Ralph fan. I read every <laughs> one of his articles. Like, that's a cliche back in the kids. I yeah. mean, you, yeah. you can't just throw kids in if they're not ready to play. Buck no. said it on the on the news reports last night. You can't you just can't. throw kids in if they're not ready. If no. they're ready, they play. We but, saw Isaac Quainer go to Toby Green because they're trying to teach him. He wasn't ready for the challenge of Toby yeah. Green. Had a good crack at it and Bucks left him on him for a while, which I thought was great. But he's the type of player that's been around for three or four years that still isn't up to playing on yeah. Toby Green. So they want to throw in all these young kids that are untried. I don't see how that works. So were they cooked? Do they play finals? Uh, it's going to be tough. I think they're going to be anywhere from 8th to 10th, 11th around that. I think they'll win 10 or 11 games. The thing is, five games ago, they beat West Coast in Perth in a final. They could go over there this week yep. and do it again, and all of this talk will go out. And they should have beaten Brisbane two weeks ago. They should have. They are Buckley's chance of making the finals. <laughs> <laughs> do, you one, know, do you know where that saying came from? No. Hey, I'm a big fan of Johnny Ralph. I just want to put that on the table, Ralph. You've said it three times now, mate. Uh, Buckley... Uh, I forget his first name. He was a, he was a prisoner. No, the actual original Buckley, oh. where the saying Buckley okay. came right. from. He was a prisoner at Port Phillip Bay back in the old days when they yeah. first um, travelled, and six um, convicts escaped. Yeah, five of them died, and only I think it was Wayne Buckley or, or so. The, the one Buckley, he was the only one that survived, and they said, "Well." It's Buckley's chance. William Buckley was very good. William Buckley. So yeah, there William could have been, could have been Jimmy. <laughs> hey, did you ever? You didn't sport a mullet at any time during your career, but you had a very a long hair. You had very long you had hair. The long very hair. very bendigo sort of rat bag. Did mm. you the ever mullet, have a mullet? A mullet's when you're short on top and long at the back. Did you ever have a mullet? Uh, yeah, I did. did. You had long hair as I well. I had a mullet and the long hair all over. Did you? You sort of had a semi little mullet, but not a good one. Not a Port Adelaide mullet. Not a Port Adelaide mullet. They're they the are the best, best type of mullets. Well, anyone from Adelaide rolling a mullet. Let's have a look at those for those that they're are better than the North Queensland you, mullets. Are they, they're if the you're best. listening, you'll have to go to our um, go to our social media. So we're talking about we're talking about Lockie Jones who debuted on the weekend. One of the great. So we thought, let's go back and have a look at the great mullets of all time. And this was uh, Greg look. Anderson before he went to Essendon and played at the Crows was it as well. Bar- it got longer fronts. at Essendon It got too. longer. It got about six inches longer at the back. So that's the great Greg Anderson. That- look at oh, this man here. Brattles. Brattles. 
Look at that. Look at the fringe. A bit, a bit curly as well at the back. Curly. I played one of those Irish in 2000 and Brattles asked me to go for a run with him. So, yeah, yeah no problems, Brattles. And He's the best like, runner of all Within time. 500 metres in, I was 300 metres behind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Craig Bradley. That is a great mark. This is one Scotty of the Hodges. That's really nice and short on top. And yeah. besides, that's more your traditional that's, mullet, isn't that's it? That's a real Port Adelaide sort of mullet. The great Scotty Hodges. Remember, he had a bit of tilt about him. Yeah, Scotty Hodges in the. Oh. And that's who this young man is uh, modelling it all off. That's Lockie Jones. So he is fitting in the tradition of Port Adelaide. But even past Port Adelaide, you got the great Stephen Kernahan, who was from Glenelg just yeah. down the road. He had the yeah. best mullet of all time as well. Very rough area, Port Adelaide. Well, it Albany. used to be. It's the yeah. wharfs, yeah. The, the wharfies. wharfies up there. In the, but that, and that's sort pub. of their demographic. You'd think you'd fit in with the wharfies, wouldn't you? I'd you'd go think, all right. You'd think you'd be one of I'd those. I'd go all right. My uncle was a, was a painter and docker back in the day, mm. so it, it, it is in the blood. They're back um, in vogue, though, the mullets, aren't they? How about the, the Port Fans, Richard, because you've just um, well, just watching Friday night, Nate. You called the game. It, it, gee, I reckon it's the it is the hardest road trip in footy. I mean, Optus Stadium is a tough trip, but if you go over there and play Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval now, it's a full house every yep. time. It's very, it's an intimidating. Especially if it's a Saturday night. Yeah, it's loud. Cars. It's very, very loud. It is intimidating. It's a great initiation. So Richmond had two debutants on the weekend. If you're going to throw someone into the fire. Take them over there to Port Adelaide because they're fans. They get up and about. And I'll never forget a game we played at Footy Park in the late 90s, so before they moved to the Adelaide Oval. And I busted my arm and it was a good break. You know, I could feel it. I knew it was broken. I dislocated my elbow and I was in absolute agony coming off the ground, straight down into the rooms. You didn't need an X-ray to know that it was broken. The doc said I was in a fair bit of trouble, called the ambulance, gave me the green little stick, the morphine stick. I'm sucking on that, and they put a blow-up um, cast on my arm. So it went right down my arm to my uh, wrist, and it was blown up, and I was in a fair bit of pain yeah. until the morphine kicked in. And I'm walking out to the ambulance, and that footy park then, you could get right up near the rooms, right? See, the fans could stand right outside the rooms. So the ambulance backs up to the rooms. I walk out. There's a couple of Port fans there, and it must have been half time by this stage. And this bloke is sucking on a cigarette. You know how they really, <laughs> really suck it back? He sucked it the back. The way you used to do it in about the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving it a good suck. He's blowing it out. He's looked me dead in the eye, and I sort of caught eyes with him. And he looked at me, he goes, you're weak as piss, Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought... That just sums up a great Port Adelaide fan. That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> I had to laugh, and I'd had the sticks. I'd got an ambulance. <laughs> but she's pretty ruthless, I thought. Hey, what about some of the calls that are getting thrown up? We, we spoke about old uh, Ralphie, you know, throwing his hat in the coaching <laughs> ring by making some suggestions. Yeah. I had a big call last uh, a couple of weeks ago. I said that uh, Zach Butters could be as good as Gary yep. Ablett. No, better. Now. Better than no, you. No, no, better. no. Said I better. said it in the same mould. I didn't say better. And for three quarters last week, he oh. was absolute world beater. He looked like Gary Ablett the way he played, and yeah. then he got injured. So uh, that, I'm, um, I'm back in the That park. is a big call, but I love that you're doubling down on it. So a few weeks ago, I did the big calls, and this is my little thing at the moment. I've got a real hobby horse about this uh, big calls. We're getting them every week now in the media. I said, wait till round eight or nine before you make your big calls. But Duck Carey didn't listen, the Duck. He went on Triple M last (laughs) week and he said, St Kilda are gone. They are absolutely cast. They won't win another game to around seven and eight. He said, they will be one and five. They're gone. West Coast coming up this week. 
West Coast coming up. What did they do? They come from 33 points down, kick about the last 10 goals in the game and beat West Coast. <laughs> World beaters, didn't they? They look like... They we, look... We, we discussed it with him on Sunday on yeah. Triple M and he was backtracking and then he's he, almost the ego of the man Nearly tried done. to say that what he said spurred them on. Like he said... Oh, you inspired him. I'm, I'm glad that St Kilda um, proved me wrong. Like, hang on, we're trying uh. to prove you wrong, Duck. He <laughs> so just Duck, made a stupid comment. So Duck's made another big call. He yeah. inspired the yeah. same to win. So I like that one. We're going to do these big calls every yep. week until about round eight or nine. And the other one, Jordan Lewis on Ooh, the Fox. New footy. to the media. Yeah, new to the media. Now, we know St Kilda and Essendon. They've got a bit of young talent, haven't they? Yep. Let's just wait a little while before we say. Geordie said before that game, have we ever seen as much young talent on the field in one, one place before? Um I'd suggest that in the history of this game, we've seen Possibly. more young talent. Yeah. The Baby Bombers won the Premiership in 1993. <laughs> they had about five 18-year-olds in that Premiership. Do you remember when West Coast first come in? Yep. You know, Djakovic, Brett Hetty, you know, Dean, Dean Kemp. Kemp. They had oh, about six Kemp. or seven young yeah. guys. McIntosh. McIntosh. Warsfold. So that's a big call. We have seen plenty of young talent before. So a couple yeah. more big calls. There you go. And speaking of young talent, Nick Nat. Just encroaching on Richo's territory on Sunday. Was he? Yeah. Well done. He was doing special comments. On Channel 7? Yeah. On the boundary. I'll better look for a job. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon I've got two years left. I reckon they might bring the kick back and let Nick Nat host it, Brownie. Like the kick. What was wrong with the kick? I love the kick. I, I was shattered that COVID took it. I was heartbroken. <laughs> I'd never seen it. <laughs> Did you ever watch it? Yeah. Yeah, we used to be you, uh, Mick, uh, Mick Malloy, and Samantha Lane. Is that right? Yeah, Sammy yeah, Lane was on there. Right. It was a good show. Uh, it was a good show. Just, it was meant to be a family gone, friendly time. Gone before show. it's time to kick. <laughs> um, hey, Richo. Yes. You're not the biggest horse racing partner. Brownie is. Mm. Did you happen to see a horse running around at Bunbury called Richo? I didn't, and I wish I had it backed it because it's a massive price, and I, I can't understand how you don't get on this. Well, have, a, have a look at this. Just it's those... clearly named after you. It, well, it is. I mean, I, I it's feel, got the yellow and black. I feel like I've been let down by the trainer and people in WA. Surely someone could have let me know about this. Look at the silks, Brownie. Yeah, yellow and, the, black. So those, yellow and black. Maybe yellow and black. we've got it up on the screen. It was race five at Bunbury. A horse called Richardson in. A, a Richmond jersey has saluted at two hundred and one dollars. Would you believe it? And this trainer has another horse called Cochin. So clearly, it's a oh. Richmond-type stable. So I get that text message right after the race. That screenshot of the uh, the sports bet account there. That was Campbell Brown asking me whether I got on it. Oh. Could have texted me before the race, Brownie. <laughs> two hundred and one. You would have put a twenty on it. I would have put twenty on. Twenty it. on. That's yeah. four hundred dollars. Mm. Four grand. Four grand. Four grand. Mm. Jeez, that'd be Good nice. maths, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> that private school would did. You, you would have put 20 on, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a few. There's a horse called Hums and a horse called Hummer Hummer that I back right. to the hills every single time. And they're good horses. Not named after me, obviously. And you know what? Time, Richardson will never win again. Let's be no, honest. No. Never, ever, ever no. again. Hey, I was at the pub the other day. I spent a lot of time at the pub. Yeah. You know, so, but I was at the pub and it was my local. I went down to have a wee. And you know at the urinal yeah. where you've got the you've got the obviously the, the silver tray, yeah. and then you've got the little step up. Now some some of the, the times, yeah, well sometimes it's a concrete, sometimes yeah. it's a grate. Well, it's now, normally a grate. I don't. I stand behind the grate, and just and wee onto the onto the metal. Now I was doing that, and a guy came in and he goes, "Mate, what the hell are you doing? You're pissing all over the grate." I said, "Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what the people, grate's there for." That's where people stand, Hummer. 
Well, that's what I he, he said, mate. Get up on the get up you on the grade. You understand what he signed? It. That's where well, everyone no, stands. I've never never stood on the grade. Do you stand on the grade? I don't know where I stand. I do because I, why would it be there otherwise? Yeah, think because it, think, show some common sense. Why would the grape be there if you're not meant to stand on it? They just wouldn't have it, would they? It's that, a strange thing to have, though. That Let's does make sense. <laughs> that does make sense. But I think that everyone's doing what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not going to stand on someone's piss on my on my RMs. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a bad for, like, for a strange tell, man. I, I I like that sort of thinking. Tell me why it would be there then. I can't answer that. That that does that puts to filter out your weed. <laughs> what are you talking about? Is it there for cleaning purposes? So yeah, yeah, they can lift it. I they don't lift know. it up and then be able to get are enough you in there. To li- are, are you supposed to listen? Are you supposed to stand on the grate? We're going to put this. We're going to cut well, this put up. It put it on. Put it on social media. Well, I, I think you stand. I can't understand why it would be there if you're not meant to stand on it. Mm. Hey, you had a. Pub meal this week. Well, this this came out uh, from why well, I brought this up that my wife and kids are away in Gippsland this week, so they've yeah. been away for. They left Monday. They don't get home till Friday, so four She's days. And I've, I've never since that we had a dream. Ava ten years ago. I've never ever been on my own. So I've gone away, yeah. obviously with you a couple of times, but it's a bit different. You've never had a night at home on your own. Never had a night in my own house on my own, and it's Ooh. quite eerie. I was sitting there, I didn't know what to do. Don't I was, you like I was your bit, own company? I, I love my own company, yeah. Matt, but I was a bit lost. And what do you do when you're a bit lost? I thought, oh, bugger this. I'm going to go over to the pub. So it's a good pub down your way. Great pub down in Williamstown. Uh, it's an old pub called The Rose. The Rose. Um, and Very it, old. And it is. Dockers one. It's, it's a really good pub. And I'm in there. It hasn't been re- done up. Nah. Not done up. Really old oak like this all over the yeah. walls. And, yeah. um, so sitting there and started talking to a couple of uh, uh, these old, old old dudes at the bar and they're rusted on proper drinking the little li- little mini pots. Oh, ponies. Yeah. So ponies. And they're, they're all laughing ounces. at each yeah. other. Anyway, we got talking about footy. Um, and they know who you were, did they? They, they, they did, nice yeah, Matthew. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a Bulldogs area. Um, so we're talking about footy and, um, and then um, one of them goes, Oh, uh, Brady, I see you on those sports bet ads. He goes, any chance of a bloody winner? Everything I back with you is bloody shit house. <laughs> and all four of them then started laughing and roaring their heads off. They thought it was the funniest thing ever been. But uh, it's great to go to a pub on your own. Uh, yeah. uh, normally you go to a pub with other people, but um, it was great to go to a pub on your own I've, and just stand there and just and just suck it all in. I love it. I love going to the pub, man. Read the paper, have does a couple it, of pots. Does it get annoying? I would imagine I go to the pub all the time on my own. In fact, Every time I drive home from the office, I stop in at the Elgin. Um, every does, time? Yeah, every time. Since COVID, because it's only a couple of times a week. It's the same guy that has a, a, a glass of scotch next to his yeah, bed every morning. Yeah. Well, I just like it. It gives me another hour before getting home. Um, does it get? Do you get um, accosted, though? You know like what this? people do? People, like, people think you're weird when you're sitting at the pub. They do. Home, right? And they so want to come over. And, and I do it a bit on a Monday, Arvo, because we work all weekend. Monday's mm-hmm. like my day off. You go and read the paper and have two or three beers. Oh. Quite often, people will come up and invite you to come and sit with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, no, I no, actually want to be here on my own. I'm actually enjoying this. <laughs> do you feel rude when you say no? Well, then they think you're even weirder. Yeah. Like, why would you not come and sit with us? Hey, what's doing your head in, Richo? And it's doing my f***ing head in. I'll tell you what's doing my head in, and I, it's some of the rules in the game at the moment. And I, you know that I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I've gone on about this in the past, and I've had to eat a bit of humble pie recently with the demanding of the mark rule. 
Because let's be honest, it has worked, hasn't it? Yeah. Through the middle of the ground, Incredibly it's been great. Well. But on Sunday it's been after... been the one greatest invention in the last 100 years and, of football. And winding the interchange back to... No, yep. no, yeah. just this one. No. The one and you're, the interchange. The game's in the best the shape it's been in two decades. I agree. The one you didn't like. I agree, right? Mm. So I like the manning at the mark through the middle of the ground you can get quick play on. Yeah. But it's a ridiculous look for the game when someone is standing 40 metres out from goal on the mark and you're not allowed to move. And the umpires aren't calling play on quick enough. At the MCG on Sunday, uh, Melbourne and Geelong, I saw a couple of guys running out and almost kicking. So I'm standing on the mark. They're almost kicking it next to me and all I can do is watch you kick. That is a ridiculous look for the game. Surely Mm. when you're having a shot at goal, you should be able to man the mark properly, jump up and down and try and put them off. I get it through the middle of the ground, but seriously, it's a bad look for the game. So it's not a bad to, point you make. They've though. got to within change the that. So within the forward fifty, within the arc, if yeah. you're on the ma- on the mark, you yeah. can move around. Yeah, because it just looks stupid. Yeah. He's sort of standing there like a statue, and he's kicking it next to you. Stupid. The other one. I think you see- should take charge of that to try and get that rule changed. Oh, I am. Like you are doing with Tassie, trying to get a side down there. You and Tim Lane. Yeah. I think you, they're your two big things. Right. They are your two big well, rocks. I haven't for finished year. yet. Tasmania and also that rule change. Well, what about this one? Do you see Robbie Gray handballing it at, through the goals? Oh yeah. From eight metres out. Yeah. Yep. How deliberate was that, right? Very deliberate. Remember last year in the final, Hamish Hartlett did the same thing, yeah. two metres to the left of the behind post. Yep. Right? So if you do it there, that was a free kick. Kane Lambert kicks the goal. Two metres the other side of the post, you can just pick it up and handball it through. It should be the same all over the ground. I just think we've got to make it all the same. If you Uniform. Del- uniform. It's just silly that one side of the post you can't deliberately push it out of bounds and then the other side of the post yeah. you can handball it. on the it. other side... You want one rule for the rest of the ground, but a different rule for inside 50. That's right. Sort of contradicts itself, doesn't it? It's doing my head in, mate. <laughs> um, it is time for the Nuffy Jar. <laughs> I was... Oh, <laughs> deep thoughts. You're not quite with us today. You've rattled today. Something happened to you uh, on the No, nothing, right? happened. nothing happened. Nothing happened. I was just away with the fairies. You've got your Duck Dynasty gear on I was, again. I was, thick, I was thinking about um, the Elgin, actually. Hey, Nuffy Jar. <laughs> no, admittedly, this is what happened. I skipped a segment, which right. we're going to just crowbar yeah, in. that was going to be a good segment. Well, no, we'll crowbar that in. Uh, but Nuffy Jar. Yeah. Let's go with outside the room. Normally we focus within the, the yeah. four walls of the studio. But a good friend of ours, I played golf with him last week, yeah. Sam McClure. You did play golf with him. And, in fact, he told me that he You're may have caught you cheating a few times, oh. Hummer. Hummer tees the ball up a foot. No, the other side of the team. He finds a nice bit of grass yeah, and just toughs it up. Anyway, You're look at this cheek. here. Oh, this really caught my eye over the weekend. Gary Neville, Manchester United great, one of the all-times over there in Manchester. He's put out a little tweet, Ollie. So he's obviously talking about Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Is that yeah. how you say it? And uh, our mate Scoop McClure's <laughs> got involved with him. You should. You, who should Chelsea starting three central defenders? Come be? on, scoop. Come on, scoop. Do you really think Gary Neville's going to respond? You know what? I, I find funny if we can get that up again. Um, obviously, an Aussie guy, Tyler, uh, has just told Sam McClure to, st- st- to stick to making up for his stories, <laughs> boss. <laughs> How condescending can you be? You've dropped the boss there. He deserved that, though, He scoop. certainly did. Uh, it was but it wasn't the only one. No, he, not that at came all. up. And, yeah. mate, you've you, you got to stop. What? You got to stop. I know You're, you are. A I know you're trying to remain relevant, but <laughs> you were even pointing to your own tweets from three weeks ago. You've yeah, got don't mind the new I'm man on the mark about. rule, which you clearly didn't. That's but we must call play on, as we've just discussed on this program. But then three weeks later, 
You've used a finger emoji re- to point to it quite again. You tweeted your own just, tweet. Just arrogantly, I did this three weeks ago. It hasn't been done yet. Just come to me, comment on me, like me. Yeah, just, it's something wrong with you. With this, I, I never thought you'd turn hey, into this sort of person. You like the point I'm making though, don't you? Hey? Oh, you can't About be quite tweeting your own tweet. No. I admit it's horrible. <laughs> Richo See, Brownie and Hummer Award next. Just before we dive in, I mentioned that I did skip a segment in Around the Grounds. So we're going to th- we're going to go back to that. Now, when you've worked at Triple M, you've been there for what? Well, you've been in radio for a long time. It's not as prevalent now because we don't have as many games on at the same time. But do you remember back in the days they used to go around the grounds yeah. and they because well, you had five games, five on. games around the grounds for the TAC, around the grounds for the Ace of Gemstone. Do you remember yep. that? Yep. Uh, what else was there? Around the grounds for Choice Hotels. Yep. Any more? Uh, around the grounds for Hard Yakka. Hard Yakka. And then you had Clive Peters' goal of the day mm. on Three uh, W. But we're going around now. Local footy is. A, uh, a topic very close to my heart. I, I resumed you, you on, played on full back, back playing, on played full back, uh, resumed against an old foe. How many did he kick on you? I uh, kicked three, That's uh, okay. but it was actually a good tussle. This yeah. man and I, we, you know, we're both sort of, you know, big blokes, and we just belt the hell, hell out of each other every time Suhani we played each other. And then this time, for the first time, we had a beer afterwards <laughs> and had a chat, had a laugh. It was, uh, it was So is this your nemesis, is it? Yeah. yeah we, we've <laughs> Have always... you ever had a beer with him before? No. No, normally it's ended. So good pretty, he's probably yeah. a better bloke than you thought, isn't he? Yeah, he was a good yeah. knockabout tradie type like yeah. me. So we had a beer and see blokes just punch on all the time when you play. Every time you play, a knockabout tradie bloke like him, you're not a tradie. You're not a tradie. Mate. I was. I used to be. Um, what is so, you used to sell candles, mate. <laughs> I used to sell door to door. I used to sell Sale, candles candle and sales. security solutions. That's not Turn a tradie. That's not a tradie. No, but while I was studying at uni, I was a plasterer. <laughs> and that is as, that's as trade as it gets. But basically what we're doing is we're going around that's the just grounds. A lie. We're going around the grounds in local footy There's trying no to find... There's no way you're a plaster. I want you to prove that. Uh, well, oh, I mean, okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. Next week we'll bring in some plaster and I'll plaster a wall. <laughs> I, will pla- I will plaster the back here just to show that I used to be a plaster. But anyway. plays against Hummer this year in footy... Um, I don't want you to hit him. I just want you to leave him intact. But somehow, I just need the best sledge you can get out to Hummer. Just well, I had with uh, the best uh, sledge and then send it into us. I had one. It was actually it was from a, a crowd member uh, on the weekend. Now I can't repeat it because it was very derogatory, yeah. but um, yeah. it was quite funny. It had the crowd laughing and. and I love a laughing. good sledge in the crowd. <laughs> but basically, we're going around the grounds to the Ace of Gemstone, where we are going to find the biggest hidings in local footy. Now, before we get to the first one, I just want to bring your attention to the largest hiding in history. Now, this is from your area, Brownie. In 1990, poor old... Um, Primrose. 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 This is in the Bendigo ...were defeated by Campbell's Creek. The league just down 100 the goals, 34 behinds, wow. 634 to 3018. Is that... Now, there's a bit of a legend going around about that game, Nate, that perhaps they let the clock run till they got the 100 Well, it was goal. dark as well. Right. So it was dark. <laughs> and so they've had to put on all the uh, lights around the ground, you know, when yeah, they yeah. Uh, drive the cars around the ground and park them. Um, and apparently the last three goals, they actually stopped the clock and they hadn't pressed right. the buzzer. Right. And as soon as they got that 100th, the siren went. <laughs> you, so. sort of don't, you don't mind that with a bit of history in the making. Yeah. 
you get to 97. Hey, so our good friends, Nutter Wadding, who, of course, featured in the Battle of the Battlers a couple of years ago, they're not in action yet. But there is a side out that played out sort of in the north. Have a look at the score now because I've forgotten what it was. Now, have a look at Oak this. Park. Jakarta. Imagine being Jakarta. They've had a great pre-season. They've trained, <laughs> they've trained since November. They come out against Oak Park and lose one goal six to 54-15-339. No positive there for Jakarta. At least they kick straight. <laughs> At least they kick straight. They've one shot and kick straight. It would look pretty awful if it was just one behind, no. wouldn't it? So you reckon at Oak Park, you would have thought someone kicked, you know, 15, 16 goals. No one kicked double figures. You had one guy kick nine, two guys kick seven, one kick six, one kick five. So they spread the load around. Spread. But how do you, how, if you're the coach Jakarta, how do you go, look, boys, we've just trained for four months. We've just come off. We didn't have any footy last year. And you've come back in the you go the positive. Brown. We kick straight. We kick straight. <laughs> All right, let's dive into the Richo, Brownie and Hummer Awards. Richo, do you yeah. want to start with the good ones, the Richos? Yeah, yeah Will. I'll give, uh, I'm going to give one vote to Tim English. I love it when a young player, you know, announces that he stepped up in this competition. And he's one of the reasons why the Dogs are probably flag favourites at the moment. Love what he's doing forward, going up there, taking big grabs, and uh, he's playing really well. I love this guy. He's a real leader at the moment. Toby Green, the last two weeks, has kicked five goals in each of the last two games. A captain on the weekend against Collingwood. Backs against the wall. 90 at best, 22 out. And he comes out and is best on ground at the MCG against Collingwood. Love what he's doing, Toby. I reckon he should be captain moving forward Ooh, next year. Yep. It just takes the pressure off Canelio as well. And Toby looks like he wants to be captain. Do you agree? Spiritual yeah. leader, yeah. Yeah. And three to Christian Petrarca. He's, uh, he's, he's, you can't say he's dusty at the moment because you've got to do it in finals and really, really big games. But if he starts doing this in finals, 36 and two goals like he had against Geelong on the weekend, um, he'll be right at the top of the tree. So three to Christian Petrarca. Interesting that... They've tagged the last two weeks against Oliver. Melbourne. Oliver both times, DeBoer, and obviously Oliver got, I got I on top. I was surprised. So it'll come for Petrarca. The tag will come, but that's the the the, the depth of a good midfield because Ed Langdon's playing some pretty good footy out mm. in the wing as well and racking them up. Christian Petrarca got one vote for me. Toby Green got Toby Green got two votes for the oh, same reasons. Geez. And Jack Steele, three votes for the Saints. Now, he came out last week and said, we're embarrassed. He goes, we don't want to play like that. And he put it on his teammates and he put it on himself. And he backed it up. He backed it up. When you make a big call, you got to back it up. And that's exactly what Jack it's, Steele did. Geez, it's a, it's a gutsy call to go so public with that. Yeah. yeah. But Stephen Cornelio did the same thing last year and didn't back it up in the way he played. So, no. uh, Jack Steele, well done. The Hummers. Yes. Okay. I gave one... To an un, I won't name him, but oh. an umpire in. Just put down the umpires, oh, all right? You can't have a game of footy where you pay ten free kicks. What this one particular umpire paid ten free kicks, and every single one of those ten free kicks went to one particular team. Being Port Adelaide, he paid Ooh. ten free kicks, and Port Richard got all Nuffy, ten. Of them. Yeah, that's that's a bit Richmond Nuffy. That yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that Still is a bit Richmond Nuffy. On with number eight, Michael Roach on How the back. How can you not pay one to the other? You pay well, ten Richmond, for the Richmond night, and they all went to Port Adelaide. Richmond should be more disciplined. That's you should that's be a real... more disciplined. Huh? That's why you're a bit Nuffy. <laughs> 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 you get in trouble off today. I didn't get in trouble today, and I'd appreciate it if you didn't bring up private conversations that I've had in the office on a podcast that's going to hundreds of thousands. Uh, two to West Coast. You can't give up a 33-point lead halfway through the third quarter. 
when you're yep. meant to be a top four team. They'd be really flat with that. And, and Collingwood, struggling a bit at the moment, I gave them three. I gave one vote to Charlie Cameron. Um, he is the barometer down there. And I think when his body language and he's up and about, everybody comes for the ride with him. And I just don't think his body language is where it probably needs to be at the moment. Are they moving uh, the ball a bit slow for him? Well... Whether you move the ball slow or fast, a, a really good player will find the footy and he needs to work how he's going to get the footy because he's got it obviously another big player down there that he has to contend with. But I think it should be adding to his game rather than detracting having Joe Danaher there. Um, and he's a really good player and they need him at the moment to stand up. Two votes to Brody Grundy. Um, Big uh, Sausage doesn't want to play football. Has said that on he doesn't want to be out there playing football, yet he comes out after not playing much football and, and beats Brody Grundy. So um, it's, a, it's a start of a long deal, Matthew, but it's he got was a pretty long, ordinary. Yeah. A long time to fix it. He'll get better. Yeah, he's got seven years to fix it. And three votes. Um, and I love this guy because I work with him every Sunday. I'm covering off again. I'm covering off. Oh, my God. <laughs> but my man, Kane Corns, like he said at the start of the season that Adelaide – have the worst list in the 30-year history yep. of the Adelaide Football Club. Now, they're 3-1. and one. They go and they play Fremantle this week at home, and they could be 4-1. and one. They've got Tex who's four winning the Coleman. 4-1, gar- they're a lock to play finals. No, they're not. They're oh, Coleman. Not a lock. Tex could be winning the Brownlow at the moment, yet Kane doubled down on that and said they are the worst list Adelaide has ever produced in 30 years. Well, they can't be the worst so he, list. He thinks they won't play finals. Well, he, no, he thinks they're the worst list. He thinks they should Still. be on the bottom of the ladder. So he's doubled down on it. And I love the way that Kane backs himself in, but you got it wrong, mate. Yeah. Give it up. All right, previews and homotheticals next. Three games to look at before we dive into some <clears throat> homotheticals. And a little bit of a different homothetical this week. Well, there's one different one. It might not actually be a homothetical, but... <laughs> We'll see. Uh, St Kilda Richmond kicks things off tomorrow night at the Telstra Dome. Two dollars seventy-six St Kilda Richmond, a dollar forty-five. Danger game for the Tigers. It St is Kilda a- were very good last week, and St Kilda played well against the Tigers. So, I think it's a very close game. I'm going to stick with Richmond just because I think they can get the job done. They were very good last week against Port Adelaide. I thought Port Adelaide probably should have won by four or five goals, but their efficiency going forward, Richmond was what probably kept them in it. So expecting Richmond to bounce back, but thinking it's going to be close. Yeah, I think it'll be close. At Marvel Stadium, Richmond haven't had a great track record there against the Saints over the years. Look, that Port Adelaide-Richmond game was as finals like an atmosphere and intensity as you'll see. So that gives you confidence if you're a Richmond fan that they found a bit of form because they've been a little bit off mm-hmm. to start the year. I think they can bounce back and win this week. But it won't be – those odds you just mentioned there, Nate, I think they're a little bit short for Richmond. Skewiff. <clears throat> the second game we're going to look at, we touched on West Coast, three Collingwood, three thirty-seven. Big record. price because they've, they're battling. But they have got a magnificent record they over do. Earth. They have. But do they have the same depth in their list that they had when they've created this record? Um, West Coast were disappointing last week. Like – Start of the third quarter, you think West Coast have done their job. 33 points up. Their best two midfielders out. 33 points up and uh, they're travelling quite well. So I think they should be able to beat Collingwood, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if at the end of the game Collingwood's won. Yeah, I think you've got to stick with West Coast at home. They'd be really disappointed with what they served up in that last 40 minutes against St Kilda. Uh, their pressure was right off, and they just fumbly. But with your two best midfielders out, that, that's you yeah. take that out of every team, and you're going to, you know, be a little bit off. But uh, you expect them to bounce back at home, and have to be a massive turnaround for Collingwood to go over there and win. 
Last game we're going to look at is a tough game to, to predict. Carlton Port Adelaide at home for Carlton. $2.18 on offer for the Blues, $1.69 for Port. Is this... A it's a big toss? step up. You think it's a danger game, do you? It is a danger game for Port, but it's a big step up for Carlton to go from beating Gold Coast um, and then stepping up to beating Port Adelaide, even with a couple of players out. And they're genuinely good players Port are going to miss. But I just think Carlton are too short. If Carlton were $3.50, which I think they should be, I think they should be well outsiders in this game, but they're, um, they're actually at a price that you think, mm, I don't think I can touch that price, and I don't think I can touch the price for Port because I'm worried about their injuries. So if Carlton were a bigger price, I'd probably back them at the line. Yeah, I think Port. I mean, they've got a lot of depth on that list now over there. So, yeah, they've got some young talent out. But I watched the Carlton game against Gold Coast Saturday night and it was a pretty dour sort of game. I know it was humid and slippery up there, but I just think that the Port Adelaide forward line might have a little bit too much for the Blues. So I think Port, you can't tip against mm. them. Dixon, is it Dixon just a little bit off at the moment? Yep. He's just a little bit off. Yeah. Battling. All right, we'll uh, finish up the show with our favourite segment, Homotheticals. <laughs> It is the favourite because it's the only one that we have every single week. We've never missed. And it put, which puts a lot of pressure on me to come up with these. Because you've you had ba- two weeks to think of those. Well, you banned me using Reddit. Now, Reddit was my absolute holy grail of, of homotheticals. So it's allowed- the only one we do every week. Richo's doing my head in stick. No, we Comes missed one. We, we did do miss one. one. We didn't miss We missed one. We did miss one. Three, two, ones come up every week. We do do that every week. Yeah, we do do that. All right, that's semantics. Around Around the ground. ground. There's a lot of things you can't back up. Semantics. Semantics. All right, first one. If you could get a ticket to any show or event in history of the world, past, present, future, what would your ticket be to? Oh, gee. Mm, Good one. I like that. Very, very good one. That that wasn't mine either. Mm. Whose was it? You always like the ones that aren't mine. (laughs) Nath John gave it to me. What would you, you go first? Any event, so sporting, anything. Anything. Concerts, inaugurations, yeah. funerals. I'm going to go to, I'm going to Martin Luther King's oh. great speech. I'd love to be yeah. there. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to Oasis at Nebworth when there was 300,000 oh, yeah. people there. And Liam Gallagher reckons if they didn't limit that to one show, they'd still be playing now. They yeah. could have sold that many tickets. <laughs> That's a good doco when he talks mm. about that. Good uh, What about Woodstock? Woodstock would have been good. Woodstock would have been good. Yeah. Oh, you reckon you would have oh, gone okay? No, would have gone all right. <laughs> <laughs> you have got your kid off at Woodstock? They'd be scared if you rolled in with that. If I was in better nick, maybe. Um, if you were right. 93 kilo, hummy. 93 <clears> kilo. Not 110. Well, no, I'm not 110. I'm, I'm 98 kilos now, 98 and a half. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you a very what's, – what's your best car that you could possibly think of? Best car? Like, within reason, not like a $500,000 car. Your dream car within under $200,000. Uh, a Maybach? Okay. Is that under $200,000? They're about a million. Yeah. All right, I'll give you a Maybach. That'd be a Bentley. I'll, okay, I'll give you a Maybach, right? Yep. Rego, insurance, petrol, mechanic fees, everything, all expenses paid. But... I reckon if I'm buying a Maybach, I don't need to worry about the insurance and the, and the red Joe. What is a Maybach? Uh, it's like, it's a flog. <clears throat> I'm it? not surprised. What's your car? You pick yours? I don't, I don't like, care about cars. It's, the it's, stinger. Just, it's just a question he asks, so answer. It's like, just, think of a good car. Just think of a car. Maybe, oh, I don't like cars. I'll well, get a HSV V8 Commodore. No, they don't make, they don't them make them anymore. 
Well, I guess, okay, I'll, I'll find you one, okay? I fe- a Porsche, uh, all right, a Porsche 911 turbo. Is that it? I love a, that we're not letting Richo have a car they don't make anymore. And that's completely hypothetical <laughs> question. A Porsche 911. What could what do you think you're in bed? Okay, Porsche 911. All right, I'll give you both those cars, but... Every single time you need to look for a car park, it takes you 15 minutes to find one. Do you take it? No, I, could, I don't care about cars. Yeah, I, I'd take it. So every single I, I, drive I, around I, I'm, happy, I'm happy to be patient. I'm a patient man. Every single time. If you every just want to go time. pick up pizza, 15 minutes. Nah. You just factor that in. You leave earlier. What about if the kids are in the car? Hey? The kids, how the, the kids iPads. go? Do you, you genuinely like driving a fancy car like when well, I, don't, I don't drive i drive a key car so when you're driving it around do you feel a bit sort of bigger in it the key car <laughs> normally <laughs> normally not christine doesn't like it but i'd well, like you know when you see people it's just, in it's practical for cars they, you can tell they think they're a bit better than they think they can drive through traffic <clears> and cut you off yeah. and why? Why? I just don't know. Got no, I don't. Car, I, I, I drive that? a key car i keep telling what happened to the what happened to the q8 uh, the Q7. Rims, Q7s. Matthew used to drive around a um, a Alfa Romeo, and it was too small for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> you you'd see car. I used to be like that. In he'd it. be like one of those blokes. You like <laughs> you don't fit in that car, mate. Like, he just he took up too much of the. As game. I said, Nathan, I don't care about cars, and I was given that car to drive. All right, I've got one more. <clears throat> this is this is the one that sort of flies along the borderline of is it a hypothetical? I want you to rank. From shortest to longest, the three following activities. One, you drive every single road in the world. Two, you listen to every single song on Spotify. Or three, you watch every single feature-length movie listed on IMDb. I think the, the roads by a country. The roads will take the longest. If you've got to drive down every road in the world, yep. I think that would take you a lot longer than listening to every song or watching. All right, and then what comes next after that? I reckon the songs, because you can't make as many movies as songs. So there would be the roads, the songs, and then... The movies. The movies. I'm going to go the movies, the roads, the songs. The answer, with 429 hours, is every single song on Spotify. 400... Uh, 400 years. 429 years. 429 years. <clears throat> uh, the movies... Really? ...is 90... Yes, and that every single road in the world is that would take you 130 years at 60 kilometres an hour, assuming you never slept or did anything. Wow! So there you go. A little bit of maths for you. It's totally out. Yeah. So you can use that on the weekend. And you're, yeah. you're, you're is that true? That's true. But there might be some. It might be a bit wrong because of my maths, but it's it's about. No one. I question. <laughs> we might we'll All right, check those that's going to do us again for this week. Hey, uh, good luck on the punt this weekend. Good luck on the ponies. And the footy, but if you are having a, a I don't, dabble, I don't, I question that. Too. I like something in the Sydney Cup. Do you? what is it? Yeah, she's ideal. She's point. ideal. All right. So if you're having a tickle on, she's ideal. Okay. Do so responsibly. I'm not going to tell them at all. <laughs>